This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Hit The Road. This is India's number one podcast for all you cycling and triathlon enthusiasts. It's good to be back with another episode and this is in continuation to the series that we are having on getting the basics right. Uh, I know a lot of there a lot of people who are experienced cyclists, experienced triathletes, experienced runners. But it's always good to go back to the basics if you want to try something new, or if you want to just unlearn and relearn few things. So in the first part, uh, that is two episodes back or three episodes back, we spoke with uh, Ironman Abhishek Award, who talked about getting back to training schedule and setting goals for uh, our 2021 uh, races. In the previous part, we spoke with Devish Nihalni, who is a sports nutritionist and a triathlete and runner himself on uh, the ways to get your performance game up by eating the right food. And now we are going back to basics on the most important thing without which all these two things are of no use that is recovery. So I have with me Dr. Neha Karnik, who has been with us in episode 20, where she talked about uh, training recovery and physiotherapy and she's here to talk about recovery much more in depth welcome neha good to have you again thanks rohan it's such a good thing to connect after a long time yes 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 absolutely and, uh, especially when we are speaking on my favorite topic <laughs> so uh, neha when we talk about recovery uh, yes. I think it's quite underrated in india and also to the ones who have been training for quite some time uh, correct we don't understand the exact meaning of recovery or we don't know how much recovery is enough for us to get back in the game so what exactly right. is recovery in when you say recover yeah so basically if i put it into very simple terms recovery mm. is honestly the most important part of your training because mm -hmm. that is the period that allows your body to adapt to the training process that mm. you've been through mm. and once you recover, you are uh, you attain a new improved level of fitness, which is what we want. Okay, that's that's the goal, right? Absolutely. So this recovery process is the one where all the adaptation happens. Hmm. Exactly. So the when we are working out, the muscles are damaged, and uh, mm -hmm. in the process of recovery, it becomes much stronger and bigger. Yes, and recovery is the most important part. In hmm. fact. When I'm designing a training session for my athletes, mm. recovery is the first session that I usually put in. So I know what, how many days of recovery mm. I would want, mm. what kind of training we are looking at. Mm. Are we in a general training phase or are we in a very specific training phase? Mm. Are we in a are we in a phase where we are loading lots, you know, volume as well as intensity. Hmm. So based on all those factors, our uh, our recovery sessions are designed and hmm. planned accordingly. Okay. So yeah, it's it is the process that allows you to reach a new level of training. Hmm. Interesting. So what should one do when it comes to recovery? It is just uh, after a heavy session of workout, taking a, uh, a gap of a day or two and then doing a recovery run or a recovery ride. Uh, what exactly right. should one do in a recovery period? 
Okay, so what we should do in a recovery period? It uh, it is dependent on many factors. Okay, first first and foremost is what kind of sports um, yeah. is involved. Whether hmm. you are somebody who is in a power based sport, uh, what if you are a cyclist who does one kilometer of velodrome? Okay, hmm. or what if you are somebody who does BRM events? So we are looking at the same sport but completely different intensities. Right. uh different ways in which your system is going to work mm. uh what if you are a cricketer or you are a marathon runner or you are a wrestler okay mm. so things change so what we should do for recovery depends on how intense your session was mm. how many sessions you have in a day uh how many sessions are planned in a week Okay, so if you are somebody who does more than two sessions in a day, you know, mm. like during the national camps, we usually have about three sessions a day, three short mm. sessions mm. of about couple of hours. So there we have a recovery session every evening. Okay, so they can go into a pool, relax into a pool or something. Mm. On intense days, we go for a deep tissue massage. uh sometimes we play a game of football you know nice and easy game of football things yeah. like that so what kind of recovery it is majorly decided by the activity intensity of the activity got it now when we talk about recovery does it mean to relax or does it mean to repair repair is a better repair definitely is number 1 okay mm. it will repair only when it can relax hmm. okay so simple thing uh it is so when we are doing any sort of exercise if you are a cyclist or a runner whatever exercise what happens is there are basic physiological changes jaise your heart rate goes up hmm. your body temperature increases right yes. Yes. your muscles become sore after the session right hmm. the idea is to achieve a better uh, fitness levels hmm. okay hmm. but when our heart rate increases we cannot be in that increased heart rate zones at all times hmm. okay the idea is that our heart starts functioning optimally under higher loads hmm. correct say like when you are sprinting or going up the hill so yes. recovery process is a process in which the body tries to normalize these parameters called your yes. heart rate hmm. your um, max heart rate your your resting heart rate your body temperature uh, and everything you know like, uh, how your muscle acts how well it is able to perform okay so it will normalize this okay hmm. so you, your heart rate will be normal even at higher workloads okay mm. so today you are able to probably ride a bike at say 25 kilometers an hour mm. okay mm. at a certain heart rate so as you keep training what if you are able to ride the same bike at about 30 kilometers an hour and your heart rate still remains the same Mm. that means you have recovered and adapted to a better fitness mm. your heart does not have to work more in order for you to ride faster yes yes right so it makes your body ka engine more economical got it so we are done with how does that recovery take place but how can we quantify a uh, recovery that it's taking place at uh, 
Correct. Correctly. As yes, as athletes, we all like to see our statistics, yes. right? Whether it's our Garmin, Strava, whatever, we mm. like to see the statistics. Okay. So, as a physio and a SNC coach, I would also like to quantify the recovery methods. Okay, mm. because all of us are genetically different and mm. uh, physiologically slightly different. Yeah. Our bodies adapt at different uh, speeds. Mm. Right. So, if I have to quantify recovery. There are few aspects, few hmm. pointers, I hmm. would say. One is your resting heart rate. Hmm. As you train better, your resting heart rate will come down. That means your your uh, heart has to work yeah. less in order to achieve the same thing. Correct. Okay. So most of the endurance athletes, they have a resting heart rate of about 47, 48 sort of thing. Hmm. Or maybe around early 50s. Hmm. Okay. Second is body temperature. So we even after training a lot, our body temperature is able to come down quite quickly to its normal range. Hmm. Okay. Next is testosterone levels. If we look into more in-depth mm-hmm. analytical things. Mm-hmm. So one is testosterone levels. Okay. They shouldn't drop too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cortisol. Okay. Cortisol is a stress hormone. Mm-hmm. Uh if there is under recovery, the cortisol goes up. Okay. Okay. Then there is something called as creatine kinase. It's These are all can be done through a blood test. Okay. So this uh, enzyme is present when there is a muscle damage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when uh, there are some athletes who actually go into an overtraining syndrome or overtraining modes where they are not able to recover, they are not able to achieve the kind of um, improved fitness hmm. or kind of achieve their goals even after training a lot hmm. okay so what really happening are they making more or are they breaking more okay hmm. so that you come to know from few of the blood tests where we look at this creatine kindness yes yes so these are the more objective markers which you can quantify Hmm. And you can do a blood test again and you know like uh, have a look at it. Other markers are your appetite. Hmm. If uh, an athlete is overtraining, you know sometimes there's too much of workload and uh, you just have volumes of work, volumes Hmm. of training loads. Hmm. Okay. So when the athlete is is trying to, you know, do a lot of exercise, a lot of Hmm. training, but they're not able to recover well, the appetite will go down. They will not feel like eating. Is it immediately after the train, uh, after that workout, or is it for a prolonged period? It is for a prolonged period of time. I hmm. wouldn't say uh, looking at a shorter time span like after workout. Hmm. The reason being, uh, many people don't feel like eating after a rigorous activity yes. or a marathon. They will just puke. Okay, so hmm. we are looking at about a consistent few days of not being able to eat well. Hmm. Okay, maybe they are not hungry. Okay. Hmm. Another thing what happens is overtraining. So, oh, there are some aspects of training. Uh, where you are training, the next stage is to overreaching. Hmm. Okay. Just slightly higher. Okay. Uh-huh. Pushing yourself a bit more. Hmm. Overreaching is desired because it will push you to your uh, limits. Hmm. You know, like a hmm. um, little bit more. Yes. Uh, maximal loads. Okay. Hmm. Then there is something called as overtraining. Hmm. Okay. Jo ye overreaching ke bhi aage hai, keep on pushing, pushing, pushing so hard hmm. that you are just failing. Okay. You're not reaching anywhere. You're just like doing a donkey work. So your axe of. is getting blunt. 
instead of getting sharp yes hmm. yes yes so that is called as overtraining or fir hmm. aata hai failure theek hmm. hai so when you do this when you are in a overtraining zone our respiratory immunity comes down so these hmm. athletes are quick to catch viral infections cough cold sore throat Hmm. upper respiratory infections so if your athlete is you know kind of vulnerable they fall sick quite often uh, then probably the recovery is low and we are looking at overtraining hmm then there is muscle soreness so about muscle soreness muscle soreness is desired to an extent okay because it means that you have exercised enough hmm okay to cause little bit of damage but mm. that damage is repairable and when you repair that damage in the muscle you are attaining a new more stronger muscle so this is micro damage we are not mm. looking at big damage mm. the desirable damage uh most importantly mood okay now this is something we are coming up to a subjective data or mm. subjective analysis mm. which you cannot put into numbers but yes. is felt mm. okay your level of pain and my level of pain can be same or different we don't know there is no no hmm. measure ki tera tera dard zyada hai aur mera kam right. hai no hmm. doesn't work that way right hmm. so another most important marker of good recovery is mood mm-hmm. uh if you feel if you keep feeling low after training or during your training phases maybe hmm. we are over training Hmm. We should be able to feel good after our training session, not like a depleted, empty container. Hmm hmm hmm. But right? थोड़ा तो लगता है ना. हाँ, थोड़ा fatigue is fine. Hmm. But it shouldn't be carried on for days and days together. Hmm. Okay, so, recovery uh, is not short term. It's actually a long term affair. Hmm. Now there is also something called recovery ride or recovery run or recovery swim. So right. which is usually uh, done after a day of strenuous uh, workout or a session hmm so hmm. how long and how hard intense. should that be yes how intense should that uh, recovery workout be so when we are talking of recovery ride run or swim we are essentially talking of a active recovery Hmm. Okay, active recovery is where you are pushing your body to start the whole process of exercise again. Your hmm. body goes through physiological changes. Hmm. Okay, it help you heal and recover. Okay, hmm. so now this active recovery can be anything. The intensity can be anything between thirty to seventy percent of your max. Okay. Right. So, uh, if you probably did like a ten k, for example, okay, um, a ten k speed work, hmm. uh, which can be intense for someone, for but for others it can be just peanuts, right? Hmm. Uh, so they can do they can, their recovery run can be anywhere between three and seven kilometers, depending hmm. on their previous levels of fitness. For example, hmm. if this is a person who's done. 10k for the first time in in his life he can probably go for a 3 or a 4k nice and easy run hmm. but if th- this person has done 10k speed work you know then they can go for a 7k uh, nice and easy run and in terms of ride similar yeah yeah the the fu- fundamentals remain same anywhere between 30 to 70% of your intensity hmm so what is the purpose of this recovery workout 
so what happens is uh, when we exercise there's something called as um, lactic acid that is developed hmm. okay lactic acid sadly has been made to look like a villain but it's actually <laughs> not hmm. it is something that fuels our exercise okay, okay. it is something that um that fuels our exercise process so we can go on exercising for a longer period of time mm-hmm. however our our muscle okay our system will not know the exact movement mm. at the time at which you are going to stop exercise ओके मेरी बॉडी तो रेडी होगी कि आगे के लिए आई हैव टू क्रिएट दिस यू नो एनर्जी फॉर द अपकमिंग एक्सरसाइज और अपकमिंग एक्टिविटी सो बिकॉज अवर बॉडी डज नॉट नो द एग्जैक्ट मूवमेंट एट विच द एक्टिविटी सीज इट विल ऑलवेज हैव अ सरप्लस ऑफ दीज गुड केमिकल्स ओके हाव एवर दे विल नॉट बी यूटिलाइज एंड दे स्टे इन द सिस्टम फॉर अ लॉन्गर टाइम Mm. Okay, so now to bring bring them to its normal levels, mm. we need to trigger the same process again. Okay, okay, but not so intense that again it's the same process. Ki yare, meri body ko exercise karni hai. Ah. I have to prepare. Mm. It mm. is just enough so that that amount of substance is used. Okay, right. your lactic acid and your heart rate goes mm-hmm. up mm. so that it is utilized without having too much of surplus. So it's a process of reabsorption of the things that are uh, chemicals that our mm. body has prepared for the next activity. Yes. Hmm. So I guess that is where a lot of things go wrong when you भावनाओं में बह जाते हैं और वो recovery run recovery नहीं रहता वो recovery run कुछ और ही बन जाता है and uh, sometimes most people yes. do nothing for recovery which is another big no mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doing something is better than nothing and it is backed by science and evidence mm-hmm. it can be as simple <laughs> as a ten minute cycling Hmm. even though that 10 minutes will make a lot of difference as compared to those who don't do anything hmm interesting so okay now coming back to quantifying recovery uh, you wanted to continue in that uh, line yes definitely so there are some psychological markers hmm. of recovery one is your mood do you keep feeling low for a long period of time not that day okay hmm. over your training process when hmm. you are not looking forward to your training session but you know you are just doing it for the sake of doing it yes uh another one is disturbed sleep maybe hmm. you are really tired after a very heavy session but you are not able to get that qualitative sleep hmm. qualitative as well as quantitative sleep uh sleep of 7 and 1/2 hours or or more hmm. is really good again it is backed by a lot of evidence and as you go lesser on your sleep your chances of having injuries uh is quite high and again yeah. there are a lot of research articles that support this hmm your vigor how how energetic you feel hmm okay uh for some athletes uh their routine sexual activities may actually go down if they are training they mm. may not be up to what they would want to be so definitely uh that matters to many athletes and it is a subject that we should not shy away from mm. discussing a uh, lot of athletes feel low or they would constantly feel fatigued ki no i'm my body just feels tired no matter how much i sleep Uh, mm. no matter what i eat no matter how much of glutamine i have and do things that i'm feeling tired okay mm. so i think it's time to give these guys a good quality recovery sessions 
bring down their workloads and let them recover so these are mm. these are the few psychological markers which are very important okay now coming to how to recover hmm. so how to recover number 1 on my list is common sense sorry common sense yes number 1 ah. on my list is common sense absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so uh, quite often see uh, mm. what happens is your recovery is majorly dependent on how well planned your training program is mm. okay uh it's important there are a lot of coaches lot of athletes who just believe in hard work yes mm. so hard work is important mm. but you cannot just keep on burning your body right mm. you got to if you plan to build up your strength your endurance your speed you need to nurture your body and that is what recovery does okay right, right. uh hence a well planned training program in the terms of intensity your periodization mm-hmm. okay kaun mm-hmm. se time pe kya karna hai what are my um, my goals my yes. timelines yes. matters okay mm-hmm. you cannot just start off with max strength you need to have different aspects periodized based on mm. what your current status is matters how many sessions a day or per week do you have what is the intensity of sessions is it an undulating pattern or is it a linear pattern mm. of training mm. that matters um how is your intra session recovery mm. okay now we cannot just ex- expect somebody to do power for 30 minutes it's undoable mm. right mm. so how how is the power session or a speed session designed uh, so is there one is to five ratio like for example you are pushing for 10 seconds mm. okay really hard mm. like your supra max and yes. are you taking five to seven times recovery okay mm. agar ye 10 seconds hai if you are mm. pushing for 10 seconds is your recovery uh, between 50 and 70 seconds mm. okay so even your each session matters how well it is designed okay right. it allows your body to perform better hmm right second is nutrition and fluids uh carbohydrates are very important they are as important as your proteins yes and fats okay hmm. and so are your fluids okay hmm. it's very important you got to drink one and a half time of the fluid loss Hmm. For example, you go for a longer ride, and if you have a weighing scale at home, ah, uh, just weigh yourself before you leave the house, hmm. okay? And come back when you are done with your ride. Come back hmm. and weigh yourself again. Probably hmm. you might have lost about a kg, okay? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, roughly a kg, eight hundred ml. So depends in on your activity, okay? Multiplied by one point five, and that is the amount of fluid you need to intake. Mm. Okay, mm. to recover from it. Of course, if it's not like that, you need to have it in one go or something, but have it uh, over a couple of hours. Fluid okay. means water or electrolytes. Water, electrolytes, water, and electrolytes. Ah, mm. uh, many cyclists. I'm aware they take caffeine tablets, so there are high chances of dehydration. So make oh. sure that you you rehydrate mm. yourself mm. after your rides. Mm. Uh, for many athletes who are into a field or a court based uh, sport hmm. we stick a urine color chart in the washrooms hmm. okay 
Uh, the color of your urine can be a rough estimate of how much you have been dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you may not be able to just weigh yourself every time. Okay, mm. so the color of your urine, the darker it gets, more dehydrated you are, and based on that, yes, uh, you should be drinking enough electrolytes when your urine is pale yellow mm. or mm. almost colorless. Colorless mm. is overhydration, uh, but yeah, at least it should be pale yellow. So that's your feedback. You know, yes. that's how you can quantify. Mm. Another one is sleep. As I said, seven yes. and a half hours or more is how much quality sleep you should get every night or mm. at least on training days. And I agree that we all are professionals and we have our own um, work apart from most of yes. the sports that we undertake. So yes. not everybody can have the privilege of sleeping for more than eight hours right Mm, mm. so that is when the other factors also matter like the quality of sleep nutrition and everything Mm. yes yes. right so there is active recovery Mm. yes this is a very interesting question and i'm sure a lot of people would want its answer so sleep is uh, divided between rest and recovery so yes that is the quality of sleep so right. is it possible to reduce the period of sleep and increase the quality of sleep so that we can hit hard again sooner? Possibly because uh, what my athletes say is, uh, see, when I when I work with about 17, 19, 20 year olds, they have more quantitative sleep. Okay. Mm. But as we grow older and hopefully wiser, uh, the sleep uh, hours come down. I have Mm. personally realized that I sleep much lesser than what I used to back in college. Mm. Mm. And yes, if you look at older athletes, veteran athletes, they sleep for like six, six and a half hours max. Mm. So yes, keeping your mobile phones off is definitely a big thing (laughs) because that will allow you to have earlier, Mm. easier sleep. Uh, Mm. Screen should be off. Make sure that there are no disturbances, you know, in terms of, Hmm. somebody talking next to you or you know yes. you're trying to sleep there is a tv on in the room hmm. and you you may not you may not be watching it but you know you may be hearing it okay hmm. so these matters uh what you eat for dinner or hmm. uh, if you are a coffee person or a tea person hmm. if you have tea or coffee late in the evening that hmm. is going to keep you awake hmm. so yes um trying for a good qualitative sleep is something that matters yes hmm. And if you want to reduce your sleeping hours or if you're not able to dedicate or if you're somebody who just can't sleep for that long, mm. uh, the other factors have to go up. Your training loads, your intensities, your nutrition, mm. your active recovery, what you do. Mm. That Got has it. to be. Yes. Mm. Got it. And especially if you're living in metro, it's very important because... Absolutely. Uh, in a metro like Mumbai, where people huh. probably travel three, four hours a day. Yes. So in that case, the window of training is very less. Uh, yes. If you're a cyclist... Window of training is less and also window of recovery is quite less. So that is where the training loads matter. You got to train smarter. Of course, you're training hard, but training smart is definitely... Uh, a very important aspect and listening to your body most athletes will not uh, look into their injuries aches and pains until unless it makes them stop the activity 
So when you have an aches and pains or you have soreness that does not go away, please see a doctor or a physio who also exercises. I would be big on that. Because when the doctor or a physio exercises themselves, they've been through a similar situation. Right. And they understand your urgency to get back to sport. And I'm very happy. There are many sports surgeons, there are many spine surgeons, many physios. Uh, mm. we have today who are actively involved in sports mm. uh, which helps them help the athlete in a much better way mm. so make sure we don't have this remnant aches and pains and niggles in the body yes. uh, otherwise you may not be able to peak at the time that mm. is most important mm. Mm. right uh, now there is also another factor that is uh, DOMS uh, delayed onset yes. muscle soreness which usually happens after yes. the workout and yes usually after a few hours or a day later so is it Hi. good is it bad or is it a necessary evil to have i think it's good it's a it's a evil in disguise hmm. but okay now there is a fine line between domes and an injury Hmm. Okay. Or overtraining. Hmm. Uh, ideally, see, there is no fixed uh, rule that domes has to go off in 48 hours. Hmm. Okay. We have seen soreness that has gone up to like 11 days. Hmm. Okay. There are athletes, if you are bilaterally sore, okay, in both your legs, both your calf, hmm. both your arms. That's fine. Okay. Mm. And soreness should not be so bad that it does not allow you to do your daily activities. Mm. Soreness, little bit of pain here and there. You know that soreness pain when you sit on a pot. It's fine. It's It has to be that sweet pain. Mm. I do not believe in breaking your body. It does not make it. You got to make your body. Mm. At the same time, if you respect the body, it's going to respect you. Mm. Okay. So this domes is micro trauma that happens mm. in the muscles. And if it is optimal, it will help the muscle grow and become stronger. Hmm. But if it is so much that, you know, you are struggling in your daily activities, probably you are overdoing something and you hmm. need to put down the intensity. So domes is good in limitations. So no pain, no gain is true. No pain, no gain is true. But also, Oh. You should always have one or two reps in reserve. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, training to failure is important, but it mm. is not your whole training plan. Mm. Okay. You cannot have every session where you are training to failure. Mm. One odd session, few sessions are good and mm. they're important, but it's not everything. Mm. Sweet pain is good. Sweet pain is good. So in the end, it is all about doing what is sustainable for a long period of time. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. You don't want to be a one tournament hmm. uh, athlete, right? I will come to that later. <laughs> I have that <laughs> question. But uh, definitely, can you prevent uh, domes or is it a way? Uh, is there a way to reduce that or increase that recovery? Yes, uh, you can reduce domes definitely by a either going for an active recovery, mm. your active ride, uh, your recovery run, swim, mm. a game mm. of football. Which is not competitive, okay? These are mm. just leisure sports. Easy. I say mm. time pass karke mm. log khel rahe. you feel good, okay? Mm. That kind of thing, okay? Another thing that has known to reduce domes is hot showers or hot tub. Mm. 
a good mm. quality sports massage there are two three different types of massage when it comes mm-hmm. to sports okay a good quality uh, recovery massage can reduce your domes mm-hmm. uh pool hydrotherapy reduces ah. your domes mm. that is something that i absolutely love ice bath reduces your domes mm. and lot of athletes also go for compression garments Yes. Uh so probably after you've gone for a long ride or uh you've been through a marathon uh wear compression garment you know you get this uh, calf sleeves yes. and stuff. So many athletes wear it for the night mm-hmm. before they sleep. Okay. In the mornings they are much much better. So they also use it during the activity like a long yes, like yes, a long run or a long ride. Yes, yes, you can use it during the activity. Yes, definitely. uh so calf sleeves enhance so there's a big muscle in the calf called soleus hmm. okay and you can consider it as your second heart it helps the blood to pump back towards the heart okay, okay. so when you wear a compression sleeve you are just aiding this muscle to do its more for hmm. more efficiently shopping bag mein ek aur cheez add ho gaya now i uh, the types of recovery like you mentioned massages and uh, there is also cupping therapy uh, which a lot of right. athletes have been seen doing so mm. what happens in that or are there any other methods to recover as well there is a whole bank where from which you can pick up your recovery method again depending on what mm. your goal is what is your next session mm. okay that matters uh, we just can't look at the session that has gone by mm. but we also have to see what comes next day Right. Mm. Uh, yeah, you were talking of cupping. So, in my limited knowledge of cupping, I do practice it. But there are two mm. different types. One is wet cupping. The other is dry cupping. I definitely advocate dry cupping whenever necessary. I'm not much into wet cupping where they draw some blood out of your skin. Mm. Uh, for reasons of sanitize sanitation, mm. like very, it has to be a clean place. At the same time, we don't know what if the person gets. gets any sort of minor infection or anything mm. so anything invasive i'm not a, i'm personally not a fan of anything that is mm. invasive uh i cupping dry cupping has given us very good results mm. okay it helps us to relieve the uh, tension in the muscles mm. in the deep tissue uh, in the superficial tissues basically mm. it's just lifts off the skin and yes. that works at multiple level however mm. the solid research uh is not very strong but okay. again it's it is highly practiced you know mm. interestingly things like stretching also if mm. you look at the quantitative qualitative research it's not backing it so yeah. much but it is widely practiced mm. okay because it feels good so subjectively it is really good right. so yeah i i do resort to cupping but mm. it is it is one part of the whole scenario it's not yes. the only method of recovery mm. so other types of recovery there are many okay so as we said sleep your active recovery yes. stretching is also very important part of recovery hmm. okay and one most most important thing that i would like to tell our listeners is do not stretch a cold muscle do hmm. not just wake up from your sleep and start stretching no that is not how it works it's quite likely to break okay so ideal stretching okay even mm. if you are doing it for recovery do it after a short cardio activity okay it may mm. not be like a very heavy activity 
uh, cyclical activity like running, jogging, skipping, cycling, hmm. whatever you like, hmm. till you break some sweat. Hmm. Okay, so that way there is more blood circulation happening in your muscles. Right. The heart rate goes up, the body temperature goes up, so the muscles hmm. and the soft tissues become hmm. a little more bit more pliable. You know, they're right. softer. They're more hmm. receptive to what you do with them. After this short uh, cardio activity, you can proceed for stretching. There are again different kinds of stretching, and you know they have different yes. effects on the yes. body. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, depending on what your goal is, you can resort yeah. to a particular type of stretching. Okay, I received an interesting question. A lot of them have posture imbalances. What are its long-term effects, and can it be corrected? Okay, the beauty of human body is that it can adapt. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think we should use this feature for our own benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, say you are a cyclist or a swimmer. Yes. Your body has adapted to that activity for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. What if you are an athlete who started young? Okay, mm-hmm. even before your bones, uh, like say seven, eight years of age, mm-hmm. your bones are not completely formed. Okay, mm-hmm. so now your your body. Will adapt to the activity that you are doing. Okay, have right. you seen Michael Phelps? His back it's hmm. like rounded. Hmm. Right. If you see cyclists, they also have rounded shoulders. Yeah. Okay. It is not. It is. It is a wrong conception that you have to normalize everything. Hmm. No. Okay. By that standard, हम सब में कुछ ना कुछ गलत है and we should be Correct. probably in rehab all of us. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So when we look at posture. we should be strengthening the muscles and they should do their job mm. it may or may not correct your posture you know mm. or it may may or may not make you like upright because mm. your body has now adapted to a more aerodynamic mm. posture mm-hmm. okay so you don't want to mess it up or mingle with it but mm. at the same time you do a rehab or exercise program which strengthen the muscles that will hold your body in the most optimum position Right. Pain free, injury free position. Hmm. And the second question is about shin splints. How to avoid and how to cure? Shin splints are uh, primarily they develop because of either two causes. Okay. Majority and number one is overloading. Hmm. All the injuries that runners face, hmm. apart from accidents, are majority related to loading. Hmm. Overtraining, overloading. Hmm. Okay. Secondly, it can be nutritional issue regarding your bone health. Okay, your calcium, vitamin D, blah blah blah. Okay. Ah, uh, it can also be your mechanical uh, imbalances in hmm. terms of your technical work. Right. So hmm. shin splints. The best way to avoid is to not overtrain, but hmm. to optimally train and have good amount of recovery and yes. back it up with strength. Okay. Hmm. Uh, shin splints is basically micro fractures in your bone. Okay, mm. that happens when your muscles, uh, your bones can't take the repeated loading. Okay, mm. actual loading, like in the running or something, mm-hmm. and your muscles are not strong enough to take that impact. So mm. it's a team effort. Okay, right. you loading your uh, you uh, you not overloading your body, strengthen your muscles, mm. and hence it will take the impact, and your bones will be safer. so that is uh, the part of precaution okay as we come to closing um, are there any substances which can help in recovery 
substances which are of course legal <laughs> <laughs> glutamine glutamine see there are many uh, hmm. there are many uh, there are many anti catabolic things hmm. uh, that you can take and glutamine is one of them hmm. uh, vitamin c is one of them hmm. uh, glutamine is being produced by our body yes okay but when we are into an endurance sport hmm. uh, the glutamine that our body uh, makes may be inadequate okay mm. hence we need to uh, probably uh, supplement ourselves with a little bit, bit of more glutamine right. depending on the activity okay mm. so that mm. is basically anti catabolic it does not let your body or it minimizes the breakdown okay, okay. then you have proteins you have they are your building blocks you are yes. uh, you know your muscles same time carbohydrates are very important mm. it will replenish your energy sources mm. Mm. Uh, so yes your nutrition is one of the major major aspects towards recovery hmm got it do you think meditation helps in recovery definitely definitely mm. uh, remember we discussed the psychological factors yes yes like your irritability mood disturbed sleep mm. feeling low mm. not feeling mm. up to the mark mm. so we definitely uh, include uh, see and there are different ways in which people you know take meditation mm. some may want to do a meditation some may want to play an instrument for them that is their meditation mm. uh some athletes would like to listen to music hmm. which is soothing uh so that is their form of meditation somebody would like to do breathing exercises pranayama hmm. that is their meditation so depending upon what they enjoy doing hmm. um any activity that suits their mind that's hmm. very important and yes you can also listen to the hit the road podcast <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> all right thank you so much dr neha karnik for being a part the of the podcast uh, i hope you would be there once again very soon to share more Definitely. of your experiences and tips and techniques and guidance for our athletes i'm happy to help <laughs> all right thank you listeners for tuning in taking out your time and knowing more about recovery and how can you become a better faster and stronger cyclist or triathlete or runner or whatever you want to do this is rohan takar on hit the road make sure you subscribe if you have not yet done uh, we are available on all the podcast streaming apps uh, especially our website that is eplog.media/hitthered and uh, available on apple podcast jio seven spotify gana everywhere so make sure you give a uh, comment on what you thought about this episode uh, make sure you share it with your friends because this content is not available anywhere uh, this is rohan and i have with me neha signing off goodbye